0: Hello, my name is Lauren, but you probably know me as Katherine Ross. I'm here to let you know that if you love our content and want to feel the same dread, terror, and jubilation that I do, then make sure to check out Lurking Fears when you head out to your next convention. With a great group of professional storytellers, Lurking Fears is able to weave stories that will haunt you and take you to the very edge of madness, which is something I know a little bit about. Now, while specializing in Call of Cthulhu, Lurking Fears also runs games from a variety of other systems. So there's something for everyone. They're committed to running heavy RPG adventures that are driven by the narrative and, of course, by the players' choices. So check out their Facebook page and follow them to keep on top of which con they'll be hosting games at next. Trust me, you will not be disappointed. Now, let's get back to the action and see what our Keeper Raz has in store for us. But if history has taught us anything, probably going to be bad news.
1: This episode is sponsored by our Patreon subscribers. Thank you so much for your continued support. If you're not a member yet, you can join our Patreon for as low as $1 per month to support the cast and crew of The Bardic College. Unlock bonus content featuring your favorite players, get exclusive access to shows you can't find anywhere else, and even get a chance to have Raz run a game of your choice. Visit us online at patreon.com slash The College. You're listening to a 7th edition Call of Cthulhu podcast titled Cthulhu in Cairo, brought to you by the Bardic College. Please remember to like, share, and subscribe to the show to receive notifications as our future episodes release. You can visit us on Facebook at the Bardic College. Viewer discretion is advised.
2: Good evening, everyone, and welcome back again to another Bardic College presents Cthulhu in Cairo. I'm Raz, joined by the whole team. I'm going to let them introduce themselves again real quick because it's been a little while since we've done that. But time has advanced for our story. Uh, but we'll get into that in a second uh, First, let me just go through our players Because they are the heart of what we do uh, Without them, this show does is only a dream in my head And I sit there in my room by myself penning it And having no one to play with But instead, they've decided to join me So that's been really great So playing Jack Cavendish is Joel Joel, how are you tonight?
3: I am doing fine Jack is extremely excited And uh, wondering why the hell he ever left Kenya
2: Well, he left because he had <laughs> Because there was a, a bear A bear, he came the, to hunt the bear <laughs> The bear but unfortunately, the bear is turned into something probably not a bear. The bear's
3: so. gone fucking nuts.
2: The bear is an illusion. Happy to have Jack aboard. Uh, it's good to have him here with us, especially with, with things that are coming up. But uh, playing Faye Dawson is Mel. Uh, Mel is one of the original. Uh, well, all the players are original, but one of the, she's playing one of the original characters, Faye Dawson. How is uh, Mel doing this evening?
1: Mel is doing great. Faye is terrified, but she's excited to be in a new place. But when we're in a new place. Usually something bad happens to her. So let's see. I'm feeling, I think I'm going to get hit by a car. That's, oh, let me rewrite that. That's the, no, no, that's okay. Why you don't have to. You
0: say that?
1: Because if I give him ideas, it's going to distract him from what's already in his head. Because in his head, yeah. he's probably like, we're going to push Faye off the dock.
4: So you think child psychology works on Raz. Okay.
2: <laughs> and playing one of the other original uh, member of our team that is still around, the lovely, beautiful, and effervescent Catherine Ross uh by Lauren. Lauren, how are you? I am doing absolutely sparkly. Oh, excellent. Is this is this a wine night for you? Are we uh are we on a beverageino? From, oh have last episode? have I
0: had a Beveragini? Yes I have. But I'm also just super happy to be here. This is the highlight of my week.
2: And everyone around the world gives a mass sigh. What? Just one small
0: What the fuck? <sighs> what? I'm being because kind. Damn like, it.
2: it. It's 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 be it's very sweet, but when you think about the people that listen and hear all the horror and terrible things that go on, and this is the best part of my week. Like, <laughs> I love. Okay, I. What do you work for? Like she, the she lives party? for pain and
3: misery.
0: <laughs> no, what it is is I love getting the opportunity to put this show on for people and entertain, and I love my cast members and my
2: GM, and they are fun. They oh, thank you. And playing Ella Walcott. Top that, bitch. Yeah, All right. There's the
5: Catherine energy. (laughs)
2: Wow. So (laughs) playing Ella Walcott is Kayla. Kayla, Ella keeps grabbing onto things. um, (laughs) Yeah. That sounds spicy. And then doesn't want to let him go. So how's, uh, how are you, how's Kayla doing? And Kayla's okay?
5: Kayla is, uh, the struggle is real in last semester of college. But Ella, that's who you want to hear about. Not my personal bullshit. Um, Ella She's going to try and turn over a new leaf. Now, is she going to make mistakes along the way? Absolutely. So, she, yes, she is going to keep grabbing onto shit she is not supposed to grab. Like the decapitated heads of dolls that represent Vadim's children. Stuff like it. Ah,
2: there you go. <laughs> Alrighty. And with with Vadim Gavrilov being mentioned, Scott is playing Vadim Gavrilov. How is Scott doing this evening?
4: Scott's doing pretty good. Pretty good. good. But uh, yeah, a lot better than Vadim.
2: Yeah, this is this has been the moment where Vadim gets dragged into the the stuff that the,
4: the nitty gritty. <laughs> Welcome to the muck, sir. <laughs> yes.
2: All this time, Vadim's been like, "Yeah, this is simple. I just drive some white broads around. What do I? Get? That's right,
4: Russian underworld. <laughs> I've got this figured out."
2: <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, there's the baby. There's the dead baby tree. Okay. Yeah. The uh, that sucks. So. Uh, listeners, what we're doing is because our team had found themselves in the middle of the Siberian wilderness heading south towards Sevastopol, um, they made their way out of the shed after several days of rest and recuperation, found their way onto a road, made their way to town, got a lift by some farmer, ended up in a train station where they were able to book passage to Sevastopol. And it's been about another 12 to 14 days. So we're going to call it a two-week time period. So right now, we are literally in the first week of December. This is the end of November's gone by. Thanksgiving has come and went with a can of baked beans in the cabin. That was how Faye celebrated Thanksgiving, Faye and Catherine, because they're both Americans. The Brits really didn't have to worry about it.
1: We were really obnoxious about it, too. <laughs> yeah. That's the only reason why it was semi celebrated.
0: Catherine made everyone go around the can of beans and say what they're thankful for. <laughs> can of beans. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> what are you thankful for, the can of beans? Um,
3: I thought they were thankful that we gave them their freedom here the whole time.
2: Right. Well, that was very, very British. Very nice <laughs> wow. Well, we let you off the hook.
1: <laughs> You're sucking all the uh, fun out of Thanksgiving. <laughs> Listen, let me enjoy my beans. My freedom beans. <laughs> Faye was just mad that everyone was too injured to play football with her. Football,
2: yes. Yes. Football in 1931. Was there football in 1931? There was. So. There was.
3: Yeah. It, it was a bit rough, but there yeah. was. Leatherheads.
2: Leatherheads. It wasn't like okay. the same, you
1: know, everyone gathers around the TV to watch the football game, but yeah.
2: Right. Big college sport. Listeners, we are in, Seva- they have made their way to Sevastopol. Sevastopol is now part of the Ukraine. Uh, it has been claimed by Russia as one of the federal cities in the 40s and 50s, but this is 1931, so a port city at the bottom of uh, Russia, and, and it's... It, It is booming. It was only founded, though, about 140 years ago by uh, Empress Catherine the Great. There were people there, but she ended up coming down, vacationing there and deciding that she wanted to put some buildings up and invest in the area and call it Sevastopol. So that's kind of the background of of the city itself. It holds probably about 350,000 people, so it's not massive, uh, but it's it's still a port city. And most people work in the industry of the fishing or some other form of uh, merchant class. There is a an aerop There's an airport here, and also a uh, a zeppelin field where they can launch zeppelins back and forth to the mainland, and then also, I mean, uh, into you know Western Europe and over to Italy. So depending on where the team wants to go, will depend on what kind of transport they need or or desire. But um, team, we had spoke off Mike a little bit. and Let's get everybody kind of settled on that. Money back in this period of time, travelers checks were issued by large international banks, but they were dated because they obviously they had to take time to cash. So. They only had so much, they normally had a spending limit that they gave you in in so many checks, Uh, but also they were dated and they could expire and you'd have to reclaim them. So you have been on the road for several months. So your traveler's checks are probably coming to a point where you're going to need to look into getting some funds from banks. So that's one of the things you're going to have to take care of here. We're going to have to do some, some bookkeeping. We'll also have people that I'm sure are trying to reach out and find information out and go about contacts and stuff. So why don't we take this episode to let our listeners hear about how we're prepping for where we're going, making that decision where we're going, and then trying to get all the things in order that make travel possible without our Cobalt Club contacts because they're no longer with us. So. Keeper,
4: let me ask you. Um, sure, this being a port city and being uh, you know on the Black Sea, southern part of Russia would have been a a fairly, I think, as far as a smuggler is concerned, as far as goods coming and going and getting them into the country, this would be like a main kind of thoroughfare. Would it be possible that Vadim would have underworld contacts here?
2: Yeah, the the one name. Um that you've shipped through or done some work with. And some of it's been distance. Not like maybe you know these people 100%, you know, by face, but you know names and you know locations and phone numbers where you can reach people. And you have contacts that know contacts. So uh, the gentleman's first name is Alcos, A-L-K-O-S, Alcos Alkos Paralapis, which doesn't sound right either, but that's okay. Is he, a, is, he, is,
4: is he a boss, like a, you know, Pelotrovich type of guy? He's,
2: well, he's at your level now. Like, you're you're one of the bosses, right? Over the last couple of years, you've grown. So, yeah, you have um, – he would be somebody that you would ship to directly. He works like on the you know with the docks and is able to get sh- things onto ships or on airplanes. Kind of has that the connections and transportation, sort of like what you would do if you want to get uh, goods and services moving. Okay, so you can get a hold of Alcos once you get in. the The first thing I'm uh, is everyone going? Are we looking for a hotel first to kind of make a main base? Does that make the most sense? And if so, you're going to want a hotel that speaks English because a lot of you speak English, and there is such a hotel. You're with asking some questions around. The hotel is—it's a Russian name, but it translates basically to mean the Omega, and it's a really beautiful building. You're not laying super low in it, but you're also—I mean, I don't know who would be, you know, actively hunting you at this point. But you—it is a—it's a beautiful hotel, but it does cater the to English speakers and people from the, you know, from Western Europe. It has that reputation.
1: That sounds lovely.
2: Okay, so let me show you the Omega. It'll be nice you- to
1: not fumble through a uh, Russian rolls and accidentally insult someone's mother while I'm trying
2: to get fresh towels. Yeah, that would be, that would be heinous. Yes. The mother insult when you're, <laughs> when you're trying to get ta- fresh towels is.
3: Doesn't Omega uh, mean the
2: end?
5: Your mama was so Turkish. Shh, shh, shh,
1: shh. Don't say that. We're, uh, we're going to ignore that. Um, I'm just focusing in on, oh no, Ella, sweetheart, not you. I'm not focusing on Jack saying that that meant the end. I'm just, uh, I'm just going to sink into my bed, lock the door and just ignore anyone. That tries to mess. Who says
2: the end? Yes. Right. <laughs> anyone who anyone who is stupid enough to say the end to me doesn't belong with my. Attention.
1: Absolutely not.
2: So there is the Omega. It sits on a, a beautiful hill overlooking the better part of the city. It is um, has this beautiful. God, I, I don't even know how you would describe it, Statsy, What would you say? Oh, I, there's a beautiful water feature that probably would have been broken by Ashenbrenner if he was here. But besides that fountain, what what do you call that kind of front columnade? So
0: this building for my art history and architecture nerds out there, is done in a neoclassicist revival style. So you've got your Greek columns, your, you know, grand facade. This building, I couldn't attest if it was built in the 18th century, so like the 1700s, but like that's the kind of like ambience and the vibe. It's honestly for the Americans who, you know, at this time, neoclassical style buildings were still like popular it's something that's pretty recognizable to you know Faye and i but big columns beautiful symmetrical windows everything's just super clean
2: three stories yeah high. three yeah. stories high beautifully beautiful it's, and it's white it's a beautiful mm-hmm. beautiful building big old paver stone paver stones and you know in the approach yeah so you know definitely costs a little bit of money but again money american money especially can go very far so uh at night in the 1930s but yeah Vadim, this is everybody's kind of like wow it's a nice hotel and that's where you guys are going to park your butts that's perfectly fine so, um, who wants to start with what do they does anybody need to get I mean banks, phone calls, who do we want to reach out to, Jack? Not sure what you're looking to do, Ella, what you're thinking? Does the team know where they want to go next, or do we want to make our phone calls and then everybody sort of decide? I'm: Because some things are probably going to be more pressing than others.
0: Yeah. I'm for that vote because I don't think that everybody's on the same page
2: as far as where to go. Uh, not, not yet. All right, um, so what, Adam, you, why don't we start with yeah. you then? Do you want to try to reach out to, Al- uh, to Alcos himself and see if you can get a hold of him? Yep.
4: Well, I mean, I think Vodum right now is kind of a you know he, he's he's really uncertain exactly where we're going and for what purpose. Right. Um, he's very distracted too because he has right. he has a very you know a certain you know a certain direction he'd personally like to go, but he's also you know aware of of you know, his duties to the group. So um I think, you know, Vadim would mention, you know, that he has contacts and, you know, when they need something, you know, he'll reach out to them, but he would, you know, with such uncertainty, I don't think he would reach out to them yet. You want to know what you need. You know, it's cut and dry. There's no like, hey, I'm in town. Just wanted to touch bases, okay. you know, that type of thing. So, yeah. Um,
2: so, you, so you would try to see what way the wind is blowing. Exactly. All right. So does anybody else have anybody they want to reach out to immediately? I would go to a bank. All right, so bank is one stop for someone. Catherine?
0: I would also like to go to the bank. Um, and because, forgive me, I don't know how money works in 1931. I want to um, call my kindly uncle, who loves me ever so dearly, not having children of his own,
2: and beg for money. Okay, so we'll deal with Aloysius in a moment.
4: Wire transfer. Uh, yeah, like, wire a, wire,
3: transfer
0: like a, be- a lovely yeah, fat they, wire,
3: they wire transfer. Yeah, lovely would wire transfer the money, and then they would issue a Even if he draft. has
2: to go to,
0: like, my bank account to do it. Like, I'd give him the info, but I just, I need
4: coin. Mm-hmm. Vadim would for another
0: uh, Aloysius cameo. I'm so sorry, Scott.
4: Yeah, of course. We love those. Vodham <laughs> would say, would say, you know, you know, even though Se- Sevastopol seems, you know, much different, we are still in Russia. We, be, be careful, and he would suggest that everybody uh, pair off, buddy up, yeah, <laughs> buddy up. No, no yeah. you know, be, you know, buddy system for sure.
2: Faye, is there anybody you're looking to reach out to? Everyone
1: is here, so I'm just going to go yep. to the bank.
2: So the first morning you get checked in. You're sitting there in the lobby as everyone's putting their their bags back up and down. Somebody, everybody make me a luck roll and let me see who has the best number. Luck, please. Luck, be a lady.
4: That is not a good number for bottom
5: Let's see. That would also be a no from Ella. Oh my god, 74 again.
4: I mean, you rolled a 74 too? Me too.
0: I did not make my luck roll. It was 43.
4: You rolled a 43? Yes. And that wasn't successful? No. Wow, you have like no luck.
0: <laughs> no luck, no sanity. No, the only thing I well, got... they're
4: about. To, they didn't get any
2: in Russia. They're about to get some now in Sevastopol because they, they, there's a recharge coming. They, <laughs> and, uh, did anybody make the luck roll? I did not. Jack made it. What'd you make it with, Jack? I okay. got a fifty-three. Okay, so Jack, while everyone's putting stuff away, and you you come downstairs first, you you're probably getting a nice neat scotch or something or whatever you drink from Kenya, whatever girls drink. Mika would have said you would have drank gin, that. gin. Jack, on the uh, on the bar where you're sitting or waiting for everybody to come downstairs, there's a, a newspaper, and it's an English newspaper, and it happens to be dated from October 27th, and you have, are able to get it, and there it is. You see this particular headline. Can you read that, or need me to increase the size? No, I I can read it. So I'll read it for the listeners. It's the Times. Tablet leads to new efforts in dig and chi- in Cairo. Dig. Aloysius Banks, head of the Museum of Natural History today announced that he had received a stone tablet that he believes will help their team's dig currently underway in Karnak. This most excellent gift was sent to me anonymously uh, by by an anonymous source to our new head of Egyptology, Dr. Peter Cross. He believes that this tablet depicts the story of the Black Prince, a son accused of, and that's where the article goes on to keep talking about the Black Prince and a tablet that was sent to the museum via courier anonymously. And that they are now moving the dig location. They're staying in Karnak, but they're moving the location more to what be what this tablet claims, where the Black Prince maybe may reside and where his burial chamber would be. And Aloysius and has directed Peter Cross's team to uh, with all haste begin digging in in Karnak. Uh, and this is dated back to the 27th of October. So you definitely find this article on the ta- on the table on a magazine in one of the you know the periodicals that they stack so people can kind of get caught up on the news when they're traveling internationally. All right. Okay. Um everybody comes downstairs. Where are to the first week
1: of December, right? Sorry. Dick. Yep. Yep. Okay. So this is over a month old.
2: Yeah, this would have been sometime around the end of when Nepal was going down. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Literally. Literally. Um, wow, Scott, that was. That- that, Jesus, that Scott. Was fucked up. Just a little
1: insensitive. <laughs> Time out for you. That was so uncalled for. <laughs>
2: Go to the corner again with your doll heads, young man. Um, <laughs> yeah, get <laughs> Good gravy. All right. So those heading off to... Well, Catherine, you wanted to make a phone yes. call. So do you want to take care of that first? Mm-hmm. All right. So we'll take care of the phone call, then we'll head to the bank. Yep. And we'll see what Ella wants to do as well. Is Ella still with us?
5: I'm here. I'm just enjoying it because kind of like Faye, I don't have anyone else in my life. My father kind of is estranged, and I obviously don't have my cult contacts, but, yeah.
1: We can adopt each other.
2: Aww. Catherine, um, okay, so you dial the number, and do you call the museum? It's probably about 11, 11 a.m. your time, so it would be probably about 6 or 7 his time. So uh, let me think. I think it's 6 hours, right? So it would be 5. So, yeah, you might catch him still at, at the, the museum.
0: museum? Mm-hmm. I try the museum first. Um, If he's got a big project that he's working on, he'll be a little later. Also, he's no. posh. He doesn't rise until like noon. And
2: he's out by three. So, exactly. much- <laughs> I believe they call
3: that idle. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he would say distinguish. So the, the secretary answers, and she's like, I wish his bank's office.
0: Oh, God. What was the name of his secretary? It,
2: Polly, I don't remember.
0: Polly, it'll be Polly. Right I now. have
2: copious notes. It's okay. That I don't no, her I'm
0: trying. I I blame myself for not remembering. We'll call her Polly. Hi, Polly. <laughs> it's, it's Ruth. Hi, it's Polly. Ruth, Ruth Phyllis, yes. Stephen. Polly. It's uh, it's Catherine, and I'm here to um I'm Is my uncle Al in the office today?
2: Oh yes, yes of course. Oh, this connection, I can hear you so clearly. Where are you right now?
0: Abroad, dear. Um, I'm on a coastal town. I'm, I'm in Russia. Don't ask. Long
2: story. Oh, oh, okay. Well, let me get him for you. This must be costing you a small fortune. Um, yeah, in, that's in why dimes. I'm calling. Me... <laughs> so, uh, Catherine?
0: Hi, Uncle Al. How are you doing? How are you? I'm,
2: I'm fabulous. Was was it you? I, I bet you I bet your aunt ten pounds that it had to be you. It was you, wasn't it? It was me. What? But, uh, the, the the tablet? What tablet? I thought you said it. Did I? I what, what tablet? There's a tablet. What? I mean, the whole thing. I, I thought. I thought maybe that young girl that was traveling with you before. Um, my when you uh, fired, pointed. Well, there's no hard feelings there, Catherine. That's business.
0: Business, right? Um, what tablet?
2: Tablet arrived. Uh, weeks ago? And they, uh, it said. <clears throat> I, I gave it over to Mister Cross, who took over Egyptology after that terrible incident with Percival Reed. So, um, uh, dead, murdered him. Shocking, yeah, and then horrible. um, I mean, in his own house. What kind of show is that? Take a man outside and 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 cut him up. Don't do it in his home. That's just that's that's The
0: what are the nerve of some people?
2: It's the lower classes, Catherine. Just unbelievable. Mm -hmm. No thought for a man's domain. Ridiculous. But anyway, uh, a tablet came, special courier, big box. Beautifully done. I I'm packed with well all kinds of things to keep it from breaking. And inside, inside, it was an hieroglyphics. Well, I can't read the damn thing, so I gave it over to Mister Cross. You can't what, Hi, Catherine? I, I mean, I know what the chicken facing to the left means, and that little thing of a crocodile. Um, okay, I think that right. I think that means crocodile or danger. What's one of them? But uh, 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 not not important really. The important thing is that we were able to. He was able to figure it out, and we've now relocated the whole the whole dig. Fabulous news, fabulous. There are going to be, well, we, we could be well, on a major discovery within days.
0: So the tablet told you where to move the dig? That's that's exciting. Uh, and who who gave it the tablet to you? Did,
2: I thought you did. Well, I became no, anonymous. I,
0: I would have sent, look, listen, I'm trying to locate you a holiday present now, and it wasn't a tablet.
2: Well, well, just cost you just me ten pounds, Catherine. What? Every time you call you cost me money it's 10 pounds
0: listen well, speaking done. of speaking of of money tablets aside um yes. uncle light of my life um mm. I'm I'm still needing to travel and my funds are uh, low get a job I when you're traveling you can't because I tra- your legs broken, I'm, transi- are your hands broken? I, I'm transitory uncle I'm moving from place to place for Christ's sakes Gavin, mop a floor.
2: I mean, my God! My God! Really? Difficult. Really? Well, I'm saying, listen. Yes, you're educated, but you're a woman. You can mop. You can sweep. Uncle, if I
0: gave you my bank details and Lucille's number, could you please just go to the house and get some money? Oh, for
2: the love of God, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna walk all the way down to the bank for what twenty eight cents? Well, how about what do you need? Just just tell me a number and I'll I'll, I'll send it. But I mean, Uncle, is, I don't this...
0: want to insult you.
2: You're not insulting me. What do you want? But this hiatus. I mean, your hippie ears are really beginning to make me uncomfortable, Catherine. It's,
0: listen, I'm trying to find myself. You always told me that I was boring. I'm I'm now interesting, aren't I?
2: And costing me a fortune.
0: Yes, and I will continue to do so. You have no children. I'm the only child of your dear you sister who you don't face, speak to. I,
2: I, I, I had an old golf wound. You, you, you shouldn't bring that up. I why I can't. Have I'm sorry.
0: You've made me look at the golf wound so much. I I know the golf wound deeply. Um, can you please?
2: That is so, cat- <laughs> well, Lauren. You just took you just took what could have been a nice moment and filthied it so bad. I don't even know if we can ever mention the golf thing again. Okay, no, so but let's like, go. Think about it. No, no, it. no. You 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 made me look at the golf wound, Lauren. I don't think that's anything that an uncle would do. No, she's that's, a nurse. That, yeah. Mm, okay, just ask me for the money. Let's close this out because you just... <laughs> oh, God. <wow. laughs>
0: what have I done? Um, oh, God. Uncle, mm. I'm sorry to bring yes. that up. Really quite sorry. Mm. Um, we can, well, we can uh, blame uh, the poor connection. I never said it. 200, no. 200 pounds? Oh, I thought you said you needed money.
2: Yes. Yeah. Uh, 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 200 pounds isn't going gonna, isn't gonna to cover anything. I, I mean, how long are you staying at? A week? No, I, months. Months. Well, I'll send you a thousand pounds and then you let and that that has to be the absolute second to last time Catherine.
0: second to last second to last second to last
2: I mean thousand pounds that's 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 a, that's a good sum you should be able to do something with that I definitely and at least will and find I will, your way home
0: I will eat off of bread and cheese and spend the rest of my life never bothering you again with stupid phone calls it's the only time I hear from you
2: Ring, ring, money, money, check cash. Oh, Ding. I called okay. you that
0: time I was in Russia and I told you to go to the summer house, which you ignored. I got the tablet. You, you, anyway, I, which I did not send to you. Don't open mail from strange people that you don't know.
2: Where do I send this to, Kathy? I'm going to I I'm, I'm need in, some I'm in
0: Sevastopol life. at the Omega Hotel. Omega? Yes.
2: Hotel, Sevastopol. Hmm. Mumbo Jumbo landed, if you ask me. Yes. Yeah. Very well. Wait. I'll have my bank. I'll have my bank draft something over to Thank their you. banks. If you uh, you'll res-
0: if you need would, to draw dip into my assets, I will wire you my bank information, and you can always go to the to the flat and get it from uh, my flatmate.
2: Just this long pause. <laughs> are you asking? Me, are you asking me to do like no work and w- walk?
0: No, I'm not asking you to walk. You could send Polly, Phyllis, Steve. What is their? What All is right. her name?
2: Polly. And that's uh, well, Catherine. Listen, this has been most exciting and interesting. Yes, I, 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 I probably should go.
0: Okay, that's. I love you so dearly. Give my best to Aunt M.
2: Uh, of course. Okay, and, and 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 I shall. All right. Take care of yourself. I, I will. So he you got your information. You'll get Yay, you'll a thousand pounds. Yay! Have
5: a thousand pounds.
2: <laughs> Which is quite a bit of a decent amount of money.
1: I have money again.
2: <laughs> yes, you do. Isn't that fabulous? Do you that think is. he
1: wants a second niece? Another Listen, loudmouthed he, American.
2: He,
0: he mistreats me.
1: Yeah, I'll get mistreated for a thousand pounds too. Okay, I'm not picky right now.
2: Wow, we know we now know face price. <laughs> Anybody who want to mistreat an American girl for a thousand pounds? Come Good on God. down. Sweet God, we're, you're not that destitute yet. <laughs> I said your traveler's checks expired. Not that you're living on the dole. Well, I'm damn. afraid.
1: All right, <laughs> Catherine's getting a thousand pounds. The world is crazy. There's a tablet.
2: All right, let's head to the banks. Who's Ella? Do you need cash as well? If anybody going to the banks, I know okay. Vadim is waiting. All right, so um, the four of you make your way to the bank. Actually, I know within teams. Uh, I guess Catherine doesn't have to, and neither does Vadim, right? So, Vadim and Catherine stay back at the hotel. Faye, Jack, and Ella make their way to one of the the banks in Sevastopol. Ella, you're able to. Um, you're told that they'll check back with your bank within. 24 hours, you know, a business day or two, they'll be able to get a a draft amount for you and issue you some checks. How much were you looking to get out, Ella?
5: Um, Well, my assets are pretty large. Um, I have not spent a dime since I've been here, so I have 295 out. Do I want to get, like, maybe
2: 1,500? Okay. They could get that to you. Jack, what are you? What are you looking? Are you? are trying to get a hold of a bank in Kenya, or
3: yes, or the just Bank just of up? England in Nairobi. I would have them wire me uh, a th- a thousand pounds should do.
2: All right, and Faye.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna get in touch with a good old Chase Manhattan and uh, have them wire me over a uh, twelve hundred.
2: So, Faye, the next day we're gonna skip a day for everyone. Everybody, just bear with me for it, for this because this is. Part of what's going to happen to set the conversations going. The next day, the banks get in touch with you, Catherine. Your thousand pounds will be be ready for you at, at a local bank. They'll be able to. You get wired from Western Union saying that that was done. Jack, you're okay. Ella, you're okay. Faye, they tell you that they send a messenger over and say, unfortunately, your assets have been frozen.
1: Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, frozen. No, that's.
2: They're unfortunately, your assets have been frozen, and they he you know the guy speaking in a heavy Ukrainian accent. He says. If you would please to contact the bank directly, ma'am, their assets are frozen.
1: Yeah, I'd like to uh, contact the bank directly.
2: You get this note very early in the morning, like around 10 a.m. You're able to reach out. Um, The time difference would be six, eight. Yeah, like eight hours. So you you catch the bank at the end of a day. We'll just do it that way. And a Mr. Weaver answers the phone when when you're finally patched through to a representative who's a manager of the branch. And uh, he says... um, This is uh, Jack Weaver. Can I help you?
1: Hi, yeah, uh, I'm Faye Dawson. Um, I'm over in Sevastopol right now traveling and I was just told that my assets were frozen and I just don't see how that's possible. I'm hoping that you could clear up this mistake.
2: Miss Dawson, do you have your account number?
1: Uh, Yes, and I list it out.
2: Okay, he says, if you could just give me a few moments. So the phone goes on hold for about seven or eight minutes and he comes back and he says, Miss Dawson, um, the situation seems that there's been uh, an attorney's office trying to get a hold of you for several weeks, and they were able to actually contact the bank and ask that if any assets were attempted to be wired, that they be, you know, that you be first made to contact them. The name of the, uh, the attorneys are Smythe, Barlow, Prescott, and Day, and the name is Thaddeus Prescott. He's an attorney in that, uh, one of the partners there, and supposedly it is absolutely vital that he, you, he you know, you reach out to him. Once I was able to pass this information, they had no other way of knowing where you were. They just asked that once we did that, obviously, they they have no jurisdiction to hold your money. It was more of a a courtesy to you to get this message across. But we can go ahead and transfer whatever you need, as far as, you know, based on your balance in your account. But unfortunately, being a New York branch, they they came to us and asked if we would intercede on your behalf and at least make sure that you phoned in before releasing any more assets.
1: I see. Well, yes, please. I... I needed to travel. I, I travel for my job. I, I definitely need the money. Um, did they mention why? It's I don't understand why an attorney would be trying to get in in contact with me. That doesn't make any sense.
2: Your father's estate.
1: Yes, I had settled my. I I lost my father some months ago. It was, and I settled it while I was recovering in Italy.
2: I I, I assume, ma'am, maybe he had another set of attorneys working on a special, or some other pro- product, uh, you know, project. But there's supposedly some items just said that they were part of an you know an estate settlement for your father.
1: I see. And you have the contact information?
2: Yes, ma'am. Gives you the phone number.
1: Oh, wonderful. You've been you've been very helpful. Um I assume I'll see the twelve hundred in my wired over here shortly.
2: Yes, ma'am. I'll have it done this uh, you know, first thing in the morning. I'll have some tellers back in, you know, it's getting late. They, most of them are heading home, but I'll have it wired out first thing in the morning. You can pick it up tomorrow at the bank.
1: Mr. Jack, you're the best. Thank you so much. Um, ha- have a great evening and I'll hang up the phone. I've made peace with all the other stuff that my father's hidden from me. And now Faye is just kind of shaking her head and she just kind of slams the receiver down a couple times because she's just thinking, what else? What else does this man have that's floating out there? that I'm about to find out about and I'm about to have to deal with.
2: So team, everyone's bet back for dinner and we're going to have to come to the conversation of where we're going. Vadim has his own issues. There's things that we know now that the team either wants to look for, to go out on a limb and try to react to. Vadim, you're qu- during the dinner down in the dining room of the Omega, you have a feeling you're being watched. Give me a spot hidden because there's about 20 people in this room, but you just have that odd sense that someone's keeping an eye on he things. has his hackles up see?
4: yep that is a five that will be of course a critical success
2: gentleman at the bar he's late 20s early 30s decent build little tall for this part of the world you know he's you know for ukrainian style or, or that mediterranean bloodline as well that leads to the black sea and everything probably about almost six foot but you know decent build average looking with the exception of his height, probably would melt into a crowd very easily. But he has made eye contact to the towards the table, and you've caught him at least five or six times already. It's pretty obvious.
4: With that, if, with do that you role, try to stare
2: him down. Or, no,
4: with that role, am I able to basically make this assessment without him realizing I've seen him?
2: Yes, out of five. Yeah, yeah. He has no idea that you've caught his that you, that you've caught his eye going there.
4: Okay, and we're all sitting at the table together. Yes, I lean over to Jack and I say. um, You know, just kind of like making conversation, smiling, and I say, Jack, there is uh, a a friend (laughs) apparently uh, watching us from the bar. Do not look over there right now. He has been uh, watching and taking assessment of us for some time.
3: How very intriguing. Mm. I will make note of it. Okay.
4: Maybe if you go to, uh, to that side of the room and then approach bar like you're getting drink, you can distract him. And I can maybe go the other way.
3: Well, certainly, I think I can do that. That sounds
4: like fun. Ladies, okay. would uh, would anybody like to uh like to join in the fun?
1: I would. Ugh.
4: It could get a bit spicy.
1: Yeah, you know, I'm a little. I always loved not. cumin. That's great. Um, made- I'm. I, I kind of just, I just pat Vadam on the shoulder and I go, you know, I'm still really pissed about that phone call that I had earlier, so I'm gonna sit this one out. But uh, if anyone goes for you guys, I'm gonna jump on backs, so
2: don't um, worry. Same. Okay, so the two, Faye and Catherine, are staying at the table. Jack Vadim, what are you? You're splitting up to go left and right around this guy to kind of get on either side of him.
4: My my thought is is if if Jack uh, gets up and you know makes a makes a you know a you know sort of obvious you know getting up and moving around kind of kind of skirting around the tables to make his way to the bar, um, uh-huh. to you know for me to be able to see if he if he gathers the guys enough attention where I might be able to skillfully move away from our table the other direction where he wouldn't notice me.
3: Yeah, I I will go to the man's side. That is away from the table so that I will go right up to the bar next to him to get drinks and maybe mm-hmm. we'll say bump him to get to get his attention. You know,
2: this this plan is fine. Um, I think it's going to be clear why it's going to it's gonna he's, His reaction is going to be a little different. If he sees Jack leave the table, He he's Adam. You're with a five. You're going to be able to read this guy all day long. He's watching Faye and Catherine. Now you're like, OK, he's looking at them. and. When sh- do you start to get up and, and like give him to see what he does when he when you move away?
4: So I see now that um the, his attention is specific, not necessarily us as a group. Correct. So I get up and move to the bar as well, going to the other side and just going to go up, uh, you know, like ordering a drink and meet Jack at the same time. We're going to kind of sandwich this guy. And
2: if you get up from the table of Adam, he begins to start. He, he grabs his drink and s- with no look of. Any type of predator not really like that moving his movements are, movements are controlled but not reaching into his pocket for anything. if he sees you leave the table and the girls are there he takes his drink and ex- oh looks at Jack excuse me and starts walking towards the ladies and I, it will be clear why this is happening like I'm not trying to spoil what you're doing but hear me out okay so he makes his way there do you do you still produce you know go all the way to the bar or do you kind of like oh I forgot something? And head back So he's
4: walking past either Jack or I towards the table.
2: Jack is sitting. Jack is sitting next to him. He bumped into him. You were getting up to go. And he and when he sees you leaving the table, he's like, this is my chance to say something.
4: And he gets up and starts making. His so letter. he would kind of pass me. He would have to. Yeah. I am going to give him an accidental shoulder okay. and uh, attempt to uh, attempt to pat him down real fast. You know, just like the, you know, pardon me, you know, but to to see, you know, if there's anything under the jacket, Oh, if, if he, he's armed. If he's packing, yeah.
2: All right, go ahead. Um,
4: let me see what we got. Sleight of oh, hand?
2: Sleight of hand. That works, yep. Slide okay.
4: Hand. That's a 42. That is a regular success.
2: He doesn't appear to have a gun on his upper body or anywhere else like that. You don't feel anything threatening.
4: And then as he passes, um, I pass him a little bit and then I swivel around and start to follow him back to the table. Okay, but you're
2: going to do that, like, you're going to give him a couple feet, right? Yeah, oh,
4: yeah, probably, like, 10 feet. Okay, good. So,
2: you, Vadim, you're, Jack, You're, you're fin- the drinks are being passed to you. Yeah. Ella, you were going to get involved if Vadim was pulling away, but you see Vadim sitting, like, spin and start to come back. This man makes his way over, and he All stops right. a foot or two from the table, and he says, Excuse me, ladies. By chance, is any of one of you Catherine Ross? Oh, no.
5: Who's
0: asking?
2: I am a friend of Catherine Ross. But I have never met her. Do you happen to know who Cath? I am hoping that it is you. I have heard the accent, and I have a description from a friend. But I know very much little less about Catherine Ross. I just need to speak with her.
4: Does anybody recognize his accent? Just saying. I know I'm not at the table, but uh, Ukrainian, Eastern Slavic type thing.
2: He he doesn't
1: look familiar to me or to do Catherine. I, do right? I know him?
2: No, Jack. You start bringing the drinks back.
3: Yeah, yeah. I, I bring the drinks back slowly behind.
2: Doesn't look familiar,
3: Catherine.
1: Him. Um,
0: how do you know, Catherine?
2: I'm Gustav.
1: Oh my God! Sit down. Sit. I grab his hand and I kind of pull him down to the table. I go, "Oh my God! You you know about you know what happened to her, right?"
2: I do not. We do not know. We've lost our friend. Hasn't spoken to us in a while. Um, we are trying desperately to find her. We have taken to cities where. Travel would have been she said your itinerary would eventually bring you through the East, and we have been trying to find out, and we have contacts and now phone calls were made to Mr. Bank's house, and she told us if we ever had not able to reach her, we were to monitor phone of banks at business and house, so last night we made I had a friend reach out to me and say that call came from here. I'm hoping that you are miss ross yeah
1: i uh I'm holding onto his hand. I take his other one and I sort of just go around the table to sit next to him. And I go,
2: Jack, you're back with the drinks. Ella, you're there. Bottom you st- you come sitting down. He looks at you and, and just nods. Everybody kind of just, he says, I am. Uh, hello everyone. I'm, I'm Gustav.
1: I, I look at uh everyone else there and I go, he's okay. He's, he's, he's fine. I am holding his hands and I go, I'm Faye. I don't know if. Oh, Miss
2: Dawson. How are you?
1: I'm, I'm okay. I'm, I am so sorry to give you this news, but she would have just wanted us to say it, so I'm gonna say it. Aveline's gone. She's been gone for a few weeks now. She she gave up her life to save others. It happened when we were in Nepal.
0: We didn't know how to contact any of you, because one, the point is for normal people to not be able to do so, and we didn't even know how many of you there were.
1: We would have contacted you guys as soon as we- could if we had the opportunity and I am so so sorry that you've been exhausting everything to try to find her but we buried her a few weeks ago
2: oh yeah You in Nepal?
1: yeah she was shot trying to protect the innocent she went down doing what she did best and that's kicking ass and taking names it was and I lean in closer so that only he can hear me and I just say it was Mueller. Mueller's the one who ended her life.
2: I see. Um, I will have to let my brothers and my other Gustavs know. Um, Things will be put into motion. She had a plan should something happen.
1: I'm so sorry. He, she was a heroic well,
2: woman.
3: Jack places a gin in front of him. Please, drink.
2: Thank you. And he takes a sip and he says, um... I will enact the, the plan of should anything go wrong. Miss Ross, will you be in town another day or two? So yeah. um, I will have time to reach out to our other agents, yeah, our other friends.
0: We're going to be here for a few more days.
2: I, 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 I will find you. Of I know where you are. Of course you will. I It's um, what you're good at. Thank you, for, thank you for giving us closure to this. We were really becoming concerned when she hadn't made contact over the wireless or a phone call. Of course. She had not checked in. I should probably go, but I will, before you leave uh, in the next 48 hours or so, I will definitely be in touch.
1: Anything that you need, and we have some of her items, if there's anything that you want.
2: What city was she in?
1: We were in... Kathmandu. We were in Kathmandu. Kathmandu.
2: First, I have to make arrangements to bring her home. She wants to be... Right. Back in, yeah. I will take care of that first and make the contacts. Thank you so much. Um, If... You will excuse me, uh, as I say, I, I I will be back. I will be in touch.
1: When he uh, when he goes, I kind of uh, go to sit back next to Catherine, and I kind of just sort of like put an arm around her, and I just sort of lay my head on her shoulder because this was really hard for both of us. Nobody else here knew sure. Aveline.
2: Well, Ella kind of well, had an yeah, answer. Ella did. Yeah, so. I, I felt
5: her, so she's that's why she was so quiet. She didn't know how to talk to them because it feels like a part of her knows them.
1: I've got one arm wrapped around Catherine. I'm leaning into her, and with my other hand, I reach out and I squeeze Ella's. Oh, that was
0: something I didn't want to think about today.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think about I think about her and John and Sid every day, but well, you know, it's a fleeting thing. It's a yeah. small thing. That was that was rough.
0: Um, Why did we not think to even? How many people have been looking for about, weeks? About thirty.
2: <laughs> yeah, about thirty.
0: Thanks, Ella. Um,
1: <laughs> sorry,
2: was like thirty-two.
1: Ella's like, you want the specific number? I could go back into the recesses of my mind for that one. <laughs> Let me comb um, the annals.
5: <laughs> sorry, I. She's like, she's actually apologizing Like, sorry, sorry. I
1: no, it's I. I sort of separate myself and I look at Catherine and I go, we never contacted Sid's family or John's family either
0: do we even did would we even have known who to contact i don't for
1: either of them we we all wrote those letters but i don't remember if we never mailed
2: them well where were the two of them from let's put sid on the burner for the moment where did the two of them constantly talk about the cobalt Club. yeah you could have easily passed messages mm-hmm. to someone there to yeah. say I mean, that could have happened. You didn't, that's fine. And it's just, this is what happens with Cairo, right? I mean, there's things moving and all left all around. These people were out there trying to reach her or find her. It took them time. They, they knew she was going to be heading out in this direction. Most of her agents have head headed to East trying to pin down where she was, but they have, they've lost sight of her. So, and there's a reason they didn't figure out where she was in Nepal, but we'll get to that later. I look why they didn't.
1: Yeah. I look back at Catherine and I go, Maybe when we meet with Gustav again, we can ask about possible connections to track down Sid and John's family, just to let them know what happens. That's not.
4: I think we can fairly extrapolate that you know, in in downtime conversation, you know, yeah. John would have talked about his family in you know, in Canada.
2: Yeah, Nova Scotia. Nova Scotia. Yeah, right. Newfoundland. Yeah. Is that right, Scott? New, no, New no, fin- Newfoundland. Sorry, yeah. Newfoundland. Yep.
1: See, we don't know. Oh, my God. We're horrible friends. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we're horrible friends between to the your blob character. Monster,
5: <laughs> in between the blob monster Caravaggio and uh, multiple characters dying, it's- <laughs> my, Yeah. I'm actually
0: bummed out that I don't know y'all better.
3: <laughs> well, and remember, too, we wrote we wrote letters before we jumped out of that plane, and Sid wrote a letter to a woman- back in yeah, his yeah. town
4: in Croton mm-hmm. that she's supposed to get the letter if he dies.
0: And who, who had would have the been letters? Holding them, yeah. Would they have would been have on, been it would
4: in... have been on Sid. Yeah. Or they would have each been on her own body. So like Yeah. 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 So Sid's is gone. Sid's Sid is and gone. John's are gone, yeah.
1: yeah. Oh my God. This is so good Lord. All right. God, um dang it. Dad. Uh, all
2: right. So that's where we're gonna call it for tonight. Group, what? I want you to take the next everybody stop yelling. Wait. Take the next evening to think about how, we'll talk off mic a little bit, how your characters want to handle where we're going to go. Vadim has children that are could be in, having an issue. That's a real-life thing. There's a stone tablet that's been found that could uncover something in Egypt. Obviously, that's going to take time to uncover the dig, but you know that they're on to something. Time is starting to come thinner, right? Before it was, oh, well, we'll just collect them. Now, who sent that tablet? Why did Aloysius Banks get it? And who's doing the digging? Like, what, how is that all starting to come about? And you have this thing from the creature that wants you to go find Sydney Poulter. So there's a lot to talk about. We'll start formulating that and we'll let the listeners hear it next time. But for tonight, just, we just wanted to end with that Easter egg about the Gustavs coming back. And uh, team, thank you so much. It's been a great couple sessions tonight. Again, phenomenal, phenomenal. Just a lot of emotion. This is going to get, I, I hope you guys are having a great time still. I know I am. I, I know the listeners still enjoy it. So thank you so much for playing. Good job. Big clap. And uh, we'll talk to everybody in a week. But until then, from all of us at Cthulhu and Cairo and the Bardic College, thank you, everyone. Good night.
1: Thanks for listening to this episode of Cthulhu and Cairo. You can like, share, and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. The music you're listening to is Return of the Mummy by the great Kevin McLeod. Join us next time to see where our intrepid explorers find themselves next.